Hello, good evening, and uh, welcome to episode nine of Two Clubs, One Love, the Killy Shrew View. Um, well, we have a guest today, so we're going to uh, cheer up already. Uh, we've got Ricky, aka Captain Conker, who is going to uh, talk about all things Kilmarnock and Kilmarnock community. Uh, a lot of people will be familiar uh, with the name, of course. But um, yeah, first of all, two defeats, not great. One for Shrewsbury after winning 1 0. As for Kilmarnock, their home form seems to be up and down and it's just not going good, going well at home at Rugby Park at the moment. Um, but before we uh, go into the depth of the football and the doom and the gloom, I've been putting my decorations up today. I've got my Christmas jumper on. It's my Shrewsbury one. Uh, so if uh, anyone that's watching or anyone that watches back, you're about to have a look at this. If you're listening, unfortunately, you won't be able to see it. All I can tell you is it's nice... Blue, yellow, plenty of s- snow, Santa, reindeers. It looks brilliant, doesn't it? What do you reckon, Ricky? Mate, honestly, you went all out. All out. Right. Yeah, definitely. I might even wear it to a Shrewsbury game uh, next month, like, just for a laugh. Anyway, how are you? How's things? Aye, good, mate. Can't complain. Obviously, yesterday was a bit sore, but it happens. Yeah, no. Um... Now, obviously, never met you before, only with the uh, the squirrel's head on. Got a great picture with you. The first yeah, picture, with, uh, one of the first pictures, it was, I believe. Actually, your, your daughter was actually the very first cuddle, the very first yeah. game I debuted. That was at the first one. So. Yeah, and that was also the first game back for me, and also it was a defeat as well. <laughs> not, <laughs> not doing well. I'm, I'm not doing very good at home games. No, no. But you know what you do bring? You, okay. You kind of make the result happen, but you do bring a great match day experience, as you mentioned there. Uh, my daughter um, was, pardon the pun, absolutely conquers about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, she 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 loved it. She 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 only told me about the visit, um, you know, the week before at the school as well. So yeah. obviously we'll touch on what you do um, out and about from the football on a Saturday as well. Uh, yeah. but, but first of all. And um, we'll, we'll we'll crack on with the football. Like we'll get that out of the way, get the doom and gloom out of the way. Um, so yeah, what, what was your what's, what's your thoughts on the home form this season in general? What's what's going on? What do you think the problem is? Honestly, I don't know. It's happening. You know, it's kind of you can do really really well and get nothing from the game. You know, it's just like obviously like Buck Buck's like your your main man, and I think everybody knows that. So they'll kind of they'll make right. sure Buck's good at the game, even if it's like a wee kind of. Like man mark him or just maybe we we kick silly things, but again a great player, just amazing. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think I think we've got a great squad. You know, I think like okay. see when you look at the squad. I mean, if you look at it on paper, it's it's great. I just think that for me personally, I don't think I think we've got the right guy. Like you know, for the job, no doubt about it. Some people may disagree with that, and that's that's up to them. But for me, I feel it's a case of this league's always a hard league to get out of. You know, um, no wins guaranteed. The squad's great. Um, I think it's just the pressure of playing at home because I've just pulled out some sort of stats on this season, really, just before I came on here. So looking at home form, it's 50-50 down the middle. We've won four, lost four. Yeah. Um, Scored ten, letting seven. So you know, not much of a, a you know, we had that thrashing against Queens Park. No, Queens, Queen of the South. Um, 
we've only kept the three clean sheets at home. So when we are losing, we're losing one nil as well. So we're not we're, we're looking a bit like lacking a bit of creativity at times. Obviously, with Burke missing for a, a large part of that as well. Um, yeah. You know, whereas our away form, you know, we've won five, drawn two, not lost, undefeated, scored ten, mm-hmm. let them three, and got six clean sheets. You know, and so, so to me, it's like, you know, we're either doing rubbish or we're not. But when you look at the away form, you know, it's just a frustrating. Usually, you would find that it's your way around, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think also as well, like, being a very new team, you know, obviously like, they're new to Kilmarnock as like a community and a team, whereas everybody in Scottish football knows who Kilmarnock is, so that's the head everybody wants this season, you know, that's the that's yeah. the trophy on the mantelpiece, so to say, yeah. you beat Kilmarnock, basically you beat a team that's been in the Premiership for many years, you know, so that's that's everybody's kind of like glory, whereas if Kilmarnock beat anybody, it's just going to be basically, oh, they should be beating them every week, you know, the pressure, the pressure yeah. to win is more intense on Kilmarnock. Then I don't know team to beat them. Yeah. I think obviously when nobody really experiencing the Premiership in this team with Kilmarnock, they don't really know the pressure it comes with. You know, like the games, especially like Kilmarnock had some great, great wins over the years. You know, and then to see like maybe obviously fans that have been here week in week out losing to a broth is obviously a very, very it's a very, very sore point. You can understand when you're just beating you know big teams and winning cups and stuff. You can understand how. You know, there's two different sides of the spectrum. How there's the right. like the very very high, and also there's the very very low. I think a lot of people are forgetting that Arbroath away from home. We really struggled in that game. We've got a good point, and and Arbroath uh, above expectations. Yes, we should be beating them, but no game is a given. I think, I think for me, for what I've noticed, I'm looking at like the lineups. You had Hemming in goal. You've got two very dependable goalkeepers, and you can switch yeah, really. both between Zemin. Uh, Zach Hemin is, is a very likable guy. You know, he's going and doing other stuff as well um, yeah. outside of the sort of uh, you know with with the, with the ladies and that as well. He's there on a Sunday doing the raffle, yeah. so it's good that he's getting involved in other aspects of the club as well. Um, he's just very likable. You know, obviously. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have uh, seen what happened after the Air United game, uh, what he posted up. Um, so it's always good to see, um, you know, one of one of your players on loan doing that. You know, he's a young yeah. boy. He's he's aiming to prove that he can do it at a bigger level, uh, like probably Backman. I would love to see that, Ken. You know, I'd love to see him definitely have a good career. Come on, look. You know, I think he uh, set the can. He set he set the bar of goalkeepers that we've had before. You know, I think that's something Come on, look, has always had. As a good goalkeeper, you know, if, if you trust your keeper, that's a very good starting point, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think obviously I didn't go to a game yesterday. I've only sort of briefly watched bits, but from what I've seen again, you know, and what I've listened, uh, from what I've spoken to people, that you know, he was man of the match yesterday, and again, you know, even when we are losing one nil, he, uh, I mean, yeah, he made the odd mistake, like not not major, probably in the next game, um, but he's a young boy, he's going to learn, oh, he's going to make mistakes, you know. But he's he's been great, and I, I'm, he's justly de- um, deserved to be in that number one spot. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is, Walker can also come in, do a great job. Yeah. He did well when he came in in the cup games. So for me, you know, there's no worry around the goalkeeper area. For me personally, I think like it's probably up front. You got Shaw and Hendry. Like for me, yeah, oh, there's no sort of, there's no there's no need. You know, before. 
we didn't have Hendry, we just had Shaw and you weren't sure how it was going to be. So for me, I'm not really worried about that. But for me, it's really the middle of the park. I would say, McGinn, Polworth and Alston, whether you're playing it as a two or a three, they're too similar to what we've had previously in power, Decker and Tesh. And that's no disrespect to the players because individually they're all good in their own way. They've got different aspects, different attributes. Um, I just feel that the three of them in the middle don't work. I don't know, um, as a fan, um, if you think that like you'd like to see a more creative player. I mean, obviously, I know you may not want to answer that, but you know that's um, that's something that I feel anyway as well. Um, out wide, I just feel as though when we've not got Burke, we sometimes have got the two young boys... <laughs> in Fraser and Armstrong and sometimes they can be hit and miss um, so I feel that if we were to sign one player in January it's probably a, an experience I think spoke on you know how we were getting bullied for corners yesterday because they're both being like a taller side you know she, uh, I mean, like even for Burt to swing the ball and you know it's quite amazing obviously how many headers and can the boys get on the end of so it's actually uh, quite surprising you know how well they actually they for taking it in for the wing maybe cutting inside but he's going to run, he's going to get a good end ball, you know, but I think if you rely on him too much, people read that play, you know, they'll just, they'll know. Right. Just, you know. I, feel, yeah. I feel, uh like, A United game in the first game of the season, Burke, yeah, it was phenomenal that game, but also yeah. it was on TV, a lot of play, people would have watched that and Inverness certainly did their number on Burke um, yeah. a game or two later. I mean, in the middle, I'd just like to see Brad Lyons come in. Great player. Box yes. to box, full of energy. He just adds a bit of something different to that midfield, in my opinion. And sometimes it's good to change it. Um, it's good to see that Hodgson's come in and done well. Thought he's done all right at right back. Um, so, in general, I don't, I don't think like the squad's good. It's just sometimes certain games miss certain elements. And I thought McKenzie, you know, he, he always brings that energy as well. So if you're not going to play McKenzie, then... Obviously, being the side, like you hear, you hear every chant, you hear every fan, and obviously yeah. McKenzie can get some pedals, but honestly, like, the boy, the boy just does the job. He really does. You could ask him, you could probably ask Rory Gingles, and he'd probably have a crack at it, you know. <laughs> he's, 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 uh, he's, he's actually a player, though. Can't, can't hide. Everybody knows where he is, what position he is, you know who he is, so he's like... Uh, honestly, like, the boy the boy turns up. That's, that's the way I could ask for him. That's the thing. Like, I've always said about Mackenzie that he's, you know, he's maybe his football ability is not always the best, you know, um, but he never stops running. He never stops giving up. He always gives his all for Kilmarnock, and that's what you want. You know. So he came through, you've had Greg Kelty, and also you Greg Taylor. You know, obviously, Greg Taylor went to Celtic, Kelty went to St. Murray, you know, but he stayed with Kilmarnock, you know. So these boys, folk can say, oh, maybe they were better, but they're probably just. Greg Taylor obviously was quite phenomenal as well, you know, but, but the boy, he just, he just gave it his all, and that's all you could ask for. If you just like, the, 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 way I, the way I look at it is, he was in, he's, he's played under, what, six different managers, including Steve Clark. Now, for me, if he wasn't good enough for Steve Clark, he would have been gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, the fact that Steve Clark was good enough, then, you know, it proves he's, he's got something about him. Um, yeah. but, but we're, you know, I'm just a fan, um, like you know everyone else, and that. So, yeah, end of the day, Tommy Wright, you know, he's doing a good job. I feel. I just feel that sometimes 
the flack he gets after a defeat. Um, I can see why the flack is there because it's frustration. We should be beating them teams, but see the people saying Tommy out and that's a bit, bit far fetched in my opinion. Um, because at the end of the day, he's built a good squad, and like you say, you need, and like other fans have said, you know, he, it's not going to be built overnight. Like you know, um, Hart struggled last season against teams they wanted Robbie Nielsen out, and now they're singing his praises, you know, and they're fighting yeah, over the top the end of the table, you know. So I just feel as though, like, yeah, we just dust the defeat off, and then yeah. you know. Crack on with it, but I just I think the I think I, I, the, the worrying thing is the home form. But I feel that yeah, you know, we've got a great away form, and the next two games is Inverness and Rafe. Now you'd look at that and think not great, but it's away from home, so it's a great opportunity to, to you know maybe get four points or even six points. You know, and if we if we get four to six points, all of a sudden you know we're opening up that table again. But everybody wants. I think everybody wants you know the gap just to have that big gap so that. If you do nah. have a wee bit of a wee slope, maybe New Year, you've still got nah. maybe that was twelve. I say is it twelve points? I think they dropped in the last four games, potentially. Yeah. So it's like to have the twelve points and then maybe like can if you do have a wee dip in form, you still had the twelve points as a kind of like a safety net. Nah. But not having that, I think that's the kind of the basic fear. On a good note, though, I mean, if a player has a bad game or we have a bad week, like maybe Tommy Wright will look at that and think that was not a great performance. <laughs> He's got plenty of players to bring in and swap it about. And, you know, he's done that. And, and that's the beauty of the squad that we've got, really. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say for me, Hemming, Murray, McGinn, Burke, Shaw and Hendry are sort of players that are week in, week out. You, you wouldn't really be looking at dropping. Other players, and sometimes, you know, there's question marks over their performances by other fans. Um but I'm just, you know, I'm just going on my basis on my thought and other fans there. But you know, I, I, there was a lot of good positive vibes there. I mean, let's put it this way: we're top of the form form guide still with 12 points, and A United at the bottom with two points. So as long as it stays like that at the end of the season, we'll be happy. Yep. <laughs> but, we can't lose three. We just can't. Oh, exactly. Can't. What, what what do you make though of um, the league table anyway? Like as a as a neutral looking in. Um, not yourself, but just you know, if you if you are a neutral and you're looking at that table, it's quite exciting. It's like a two mini, like two mini league. Honestly, I think it's a great table because you know I think some folk playing the premise you went to some games and you thought, like say it was perhaps or Hearts, you're thinking right, it's a hard away game. But in some of these games, you know, like your your players can really really do in a game. Like some yeah. of the pitches, well, they don't have as much money maybe to like have the the floodlights, you know, the best training facilities. So you're really really getting in about the football. You know, and sometimes like the pitch, like some folk might play fast pass and some folk might just be a solid defence. So there's different tactics. There's probably things that like, you'll learn even in junior football and they'll take it into professional. You know, it's just because football's constantly changing. You know, I think with free kicks and somebody's lying down. That right. probably started years ago, probably started maybe at the five or sides. But now you're seeing it at a professional level, you know, whereas before it, the last that But right. folks actually, you know, so football's constantly changing. So it's good to see things that can have like even probably just basic training drills, stuff maybe like passing movies I've seen years ago. You know, you could reinvent that. Right. Maybe something's not fast, but they're maybe good at holding up the ball. You know, so you can work on getting the ball to him and let, let your runners run and play some through balls, you know, just changing the game up. You know. Yeah, no, um, no, I agree. There's a lot of aspects. I mean, 
for, for me, like you, that league as well, like you've got two points separating first and uh, fifth, and then you've got like a nine point difference or something like that. Uh, even more than that, maybe. And then there's one point separating uh, sixth and tenth. It's you know, it's crazy. Like it's a bit. I think that was the one. Everybody was hoping we just kind of run away with it. But then at the same time, if we did, if we did run away with it, you know, like, is it going to be as much fun? That, know, that's a worrying. That's a worrying thing about these two games, though, because Rafe and Inverness. If we do lose both of them, all of a sudden. You know, you're looking at possibly potentially being in fifth place. That's how quick it can change. But then, on the other aspect, if you win both, it's looking good again. So, it's um, also like it's a neutral point of view. It's quite weird to see how many players in this league have got a relationship through Kilmarnock. You know, you've got Ennis, who's a very Queen of South. You've got Rafe Rovers. You've got Jamie Hamill, uh, obviously, who's the run manager. Uh, who else? For Kilmarnock. There's a few players that have went out. Through Kilmarnock and now they're playing in that like a couple of foot Winverness, you know. So there's a lot of folk that's played Kilmarnock and played with them, and now also they're playing against them. So it's good to see the kind of a wee bit of rivalry as well. Yeah, no, it's it's quite good, especially the uh, Broadfoot one you mentioned now. It's Inverness. Yeah. Um, it's quite disappointing he came with that to clean sheet after the, maybe some of his performances in the past uh, season or so. But um, it's very strange. It's very strange to see Cup Broadfoot look like Paulo. You know, it's very very weird to see. Yeah, don't so, get me wrong. Good, and sometimes you just lose. You know. Like, yeah, it was he was a bit of a, a bomb scare at times, but I quite I quite liked him. You know, especially when he was with Clark, I thought he was playing the best. Yeah, I, I didn't like Cup Broadfoot. He's a yeah. problem, really. You know, he, he turns up and he can't hide. You've got no matter where he goes in the park, you know uh, where he is. Can you, you're going to be watching him. I think last season though was just a write-off for anyone, and everyone looked bad. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You know, everyone was really there was no standout as such because of what happened. But I right, moving on anyway. Um, you know, we talked about the squad and whatnot on yesterday's game. I think it's just a case of cup game next week. Um, be good to see some of the younger players in. Now, I was at the Queen's Park game at home. Um, it was good to see Charlie MacArthur play at the back. Solid yep. player. It's going to be some player in the future. Um, don't, don't know if he'll play next week. I'm going next week. I don't, um, don't know who else. Uh, I'm going by myself at the minute, but um, I'll probably bump into a lot of people. Oh, I'm quite looking forward to that. So... Um, but it's a good chance there for the likes of maybe Armstrong, Murray, Robinson, McKenzie, players that didn't play this week to come in, show what they can do and state their claim for the Inverness game. So um, yeah. I always look at a defeat and think there's always a positive to put out of that. You know, and yeah. um, I feel as though we've just got to maybe you know, get a good cup run. That will uh, maybe be a good distraction from some of the, the, the form that we are having at home. But I think, yeah. I think the home form, as long as we switch that about, we'll be fine. And uh, Phil will still have a good season. So, um, and uh, yeah, so going on from that then, and away from the football, uh, sort of what I brought you on here to uh, talk about as well now, we all know that you're uh, Captain Conquer on Saturday. Um, but we also know there's a lot of community work that you do out there. So first of all, just, just sort of tell me just about yourself and about how you Got into that role of uh, Captain Conqueror. Yeah, basically, like, obviously, I've three kids, you know, so they're all, there's that the four years between each kid, you know, so being a kind of like a family man, eh, I started, I was helping out somebody local doing the Santa, 
and for there it snowballed and our friends from Samaritans asked me if I could help them and then for there we done like visits you know dressed up as Santa and it was just like they can but it was like very very cheap suit to start you know it was like kind of paper fun and then obviously through social media it kind of snowballed so then the suit get better and the visits obviously get better so that's something that I do now okay, I'm quite active like so the full of December uh, we've got quite a lot of visits to do as Santa right. and then last year I was trying to get a sleigh back and come on like you know to go back around the streets I heard about like, this I, then, my wife was telling me about this so, but again, this year the sleigh's back out, but it's somebody else's doing it. But I'm, I'm, I'm quite partial to the idea if, if Billy Bowie wants to drive about with Captain Conker and a, a Santa hat, you know. I'm quite, I'm quite happy to do that. Oh, but if just, honestly, in that day in the community, I, I throw myself out I just think, you know, I think for years, come on, it's a, a bad name. Like, no over locals, you know, just which they did. Because like, it used to be such a busy kind of business town. There was a lot of business here, and then now it's. There's no, there's no really much kind of improvement in the town. But I think some of the folk can honestly look, they, they go above and beyond for anybody. And it's just to be able to help everybody. It's like, as best I can do. I always say that even with the football side, like, I can't change a result. But if anybody has a bad day, like, if, if I'm going to see anybody they're happy, I've done my duty, you know, I've done my job. Whereas if somebody's upset, maybe I've missed somebody. Because I'm still trying to work out, like, times, you know, how, like, that 15 minutes or half time. I'm yeah. thinking, right, there's plenty of time to get around if it's not. <laughs> I'm still maybe talking to, I'm still checking by the way end, you know, when the players are coming back out for half time. And you think, just, uh-huh. so how can, that be, how can that be 15 minutes? But I would feel bad if I just literally went high by to everybody. You know, I like to talk to everybody and see how their day is. Because, I mean, just, football's football, but at the same time, a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into following the team. They put yeah. a lot of, kind of like, there's more than just financial guarantee, you know, that they've really put in the years and the travel. You know yourself like if you're travelling to away games and you meet people, you bond a friendship. It's probably the same with the club. There's probably guys that are maybe as well as women that are like 40, 50, and they've maybe seen Rory set off at 16. You know, they've seen them progress. There's folks have also the norm, they know what they can do, there's no way they can play. But you've also got a lot of new folk, you know, a lot of kids, and try to keep them interested for 90 minutes, especially if it's like nothing each or if the one that's been yeah. getting beat one hole. Try to keep a, a child engaged in that. So I think like, it's my duty is to make sure the kids have the best experience and also gives the parents a wee bit of, kind of like, time to take in the game. Because you know yourself, you can't watch your kid and watch the game, you know. It's quite yeah. kind of... And you know yourself, when it starts getting a wee bit kind of like lots of corners and penalties, everybody needs a toilet. As I was a kid, wants a hot dog. Or, <laughs> so it's, it's, my, it's basically, I take it my role just to have as much fun as, as, much fun as I can as much fun as the families that are there and obviously there's a lot of young football teams coming just now you know I think there's been Dean Fissel there's been Cross House so it's good like, to get back into the community you know and get them engaged in football because potentially if they stick in you know that's that's going to be your future team you know because yeah. it's always good to have, it's always good to see local local teams do well you know because it's alright like televised football that we follow come on up but some of these parents are maybe up at half seven in the morning to go out in the rain so their kids have a game of football before even they go watch the football. Yeah, you know, so it's it's it's, it's good. I mean, just like listening to you there, um, and also people that are listening in, and and can see you can also tell the enthusiasm you've got. You know, you've, you know, which is great. You know, that's, um, you get some mascots here, and and it's like just it's like you say, it's a role. It's what they do. They represent the club, but then you sort of go beyond that. Um, you know, I think and, and I'll give you an example. Obviously, when I had um, 
had the virus and that back in August and I was gutted because I was going to miss the Inverness game and whatnot. And I was just, obviously, I was a bit, feeling a bit shitty like. Um, yeah. And you didn't, you didn't have to, didn't even know you. And you, you know, sort of sent me a message and was asking how I was every other day and sort of lifted my spirits a wee bit. And obviously, Kathy even sent a message yeah. of, you know, to get well soon. And it's sometimes <clears throat> it's like that. You, you sort of remember those things more. I'll, I'll remember that more than losing to our both 1-0 in yeah. five years' time. You know what I mean? So you're right in what you say. It's important for having people like yourself at the club. And, and you know, I'll always tell that story to someone, you know, and if, if they're talking about mascots and that. I mean, we've got Lenny the Lion there. He's a good Shrewsbury mascot. <laughs> but um, I'm hoping... Uh, or should I say, Santa will hopefully be delivering another mascot down the chimney. I think that's where I get lucky. You know, when Ian Downey, who he was nuts, you know, the commander mascot before myself, yep. like the, the bar he set, the bar he set it was so high, like he had it, like it was just, it was good to everybody, you know, he just, everybody loved him. It was like, it was funny, even though he's just a suit, you know, like his, his movement, everything, he was, he was bigger than this suit, you know, his, his yeah. personality kind of shone through. But he set the bar that high that you have to be good, you know. You can't you can't slip, which is yeah. also kind of it's quite important to me because a lot of folks say like, "Are you the new nuts?" Well, that was also that was the biggest question. Are you the new nuts? And my biggest fear was like I also had to tell everybody it's not it's different because like what he done for twenty years, I could have ruined in ten minutes, you know. So I'd have felt I'd have felt terrible if he bought up this, this great great persona that he had, and then if I ruined it, so I'm, I'm kind of glad there's a there's a kind of new. Captain Conker's a new thing because again, if I'd ruined the nuts, you know, everybody remembers nuts growing up. It was at school discos, he went to like Christmas nights, you know, he'd, he'd done everything, he really did. So I think he set the bar that high that I've got to be just as good as him, you know, I need to keep uh, the bar very high. I think it's quite good because, um, you know, I, I obviously I moved up here in 2012, so for, for me, obviously, he was at games when I came up. Um, and, and he was great in his own way and, and it was sad what happened God bless him and you know the turnout he got was phenomenal um, and it's like you say it's it's one of those enjoyable jobs that you want to do but at the same point you're stepping on a, a sort of legend that come on it to, to a lot of people growing up um, but it's good that you've refreshed it because um, your sort of aim is is towards the younger generation so to me the name Captain Conquer it sounds like a sort of like a superhero Something that kids will look up onto, and you know, I mean, my, I, I, was, I can only speak for my daughter, but I mean, she first met you, like, and she's like buzzing, and every time she sees you, or um, like, or see sees you on maybe if it's on the telly or if it's on an advert. I, I, I tell you what, there's an ad, there's a, a board on the ad, there's an advertisement board or a poster on John Finney Street, and she spotted you straight away on this thing, and she's shouting to her mom in the car, she's like, oh, that's Captain Conquer, that's Captain Conquer. My mum's uh, like, oh, where, 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 where? It's always, and she spotted you. You know what I mean? So it's just like it's just having that new image as well, and mm-hmm. and making it your own, isn't it? Definitely. I mean, I, I would honestly, I would wear the suit to Tesco. I would, I would wear the suit as often as I could. I, I would sleep on <laughs> it. It's just a, I don't know, like you get quite shy talking like just now. You know, you're talking as yourself. Whereas yeah. even though you're in that suit, it's like you just feel bigger than life. It's like, I mean, I'm only five foot five, and but I've got a suit on. I'm taller, so I need to duck get under doors. You know, so sometimes I forget I'm, I'm getting stuck, and people's like, you need to duck. <laughs> so like, you just feel you just feel bigger. You feel bigger than life. But as I say, try to see everybody 
that's like what I'm working on because it's like I can see out like the nose, you know. So it's like I've got like that's the kind of vision I've got. That is how big the vision is. So I'm always scared in case I miss someday or I've, maybe I've walked by someday, you know. So I always say to people like Ken, is there anybody around about? I'll keep looking. So right. it's like I mean, probably if I walk around t- twenty five minutes on average, it's probably taking me sixty because my biggest fear is to miss because it's like. Not everybody knows me yet, and I don't know everybody, so I've not quite got that relationship where I can just high five and keep walking. You know, so right. I still feel that I've got to kind of. it's a sort of building process. Your first season, it must have been a bit hard, like cause obviously with the lockdown initially. Um, then, the, the background staff, who obviously I talked to Greg quite a lot and stuff, absolutely fantastic. I couldn't sing their praises enough. They always make sure that you know what you're doing. You know the. Like they're not very strict. As long as as long as you don't kind of do anything to bind anybody up or go overboard, I think they're quite happy. So as long as they're happy and there's no complaints, that's I've done my job. No, that's good. I mean, and there's so much different things going on in schools as well, which builds the community, which not just engages them um, in terms of football, but educational sort of aspects. You know, in terms of the books that I think the book that's been going on. You know, that's yeah. again, it's something that's great for the kids. So. Again, you know, it's good to see. I, I mean, I absolutely love it um, that you know there's, the schools are involved, and it's all yeah. it's all to do with the kids, and it's all about getting them into the football because the kids are going to be the future of the football as well. Definitely, that is that is your kind of well, the folks see obviously like money is a business, which it probably is, but for to get kids in the door, you know, for, and then if they have a good day, they'll go see their friends at school and say, "Oh, was it football?" Oh, Kelly might get beat, but I seen the mascot. Oh, oh, Kelly won five 0 Right, I'll come with you next week. And then for there, you know, it just kind of snowballs. And yeah. then for there, you've got to go to our friends that maybe not interested in football, but oh, I quite like that. Oh, I want to go again. You know, they're chasing that feeling. And I think that's that's how you get folks. You invest in them. You don't, you don't kind of see them as financial profit. And that's a good thing with Kamarna. I think that's the one thing I've always noticed is they always like to make sure that like, the kids and that are looked after. They always like to make sure they're involved. You know, even something like some of the youth team being ball boys, you know, they're still yeah. helping out and they don't stop, you know, they, they really, they, they train hard, they have their games and they're also there every Saturday or Sunday to make sure they're doing their duties, which is, is fantastic to have that kind of commitment to a club for such a young age and you can only hope that that progresses to being some of your future stars. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can only speak again for, you know, when I took my daughter and to, back to the first game at Rafe and obviously, it was a terrible game, like, but when we scored, she was still buzzing. Uh, but it was a match day experience. I mean, I'm pissing it down the rain that day in the set at times. Um, but you know, she met you. Um, the staff at the bar were friendly when she, you know, she was saying thank you, please, and they were like talking to her and asking how she was. And there I think was that a makes sense. You know, just kind of, she knows game. I'm always going to remember it because. I thought I'd be quite smunk and I thought the wife had big pink fluffy socks. So I thought I'll, I'll wear them, that'll cushion, you know, the shoe. And like, you envision all these things, you say, what if the ball comes to me? Ken, can I do a, 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 a pass? This happened, so the ball came to me. And I thought, this is your time, just pick up, get a big punt. It's going to look great. Well, as I did that, the big shoe come flying off and it just <laughs> flew into the race over like subs. So luckily, the ball boy went, because I said, well, my vision's quite narrow, so the shoe just, the shoe scattered and the ball boy came out, you know, and like and it got a wee chuckle through the away fans as well. But I think they even got that big pink circle and then just it's my biggest fear as well. I'll, I'll not take the mascot head off, I'll stand because uh, my biggest fear is I'll not see like a kid above me 
and not doing it, and just see this human head on a mascot's body. It must be like it must be it must be frightening. Uh-huh. So, but hopefully, I don't think I'm going to some real squirrel. But at the same time, but uh, it's, 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 it's a bit like it's it's like you know kids like to believe everything, don't they? That yeah. they, they oh, as long as that, that's that, as long as I can keep that kind of. There's always got to be a point to go right. It's, it's a guy in a squirrel suit, but just to have that wee bit of magic, you know, because I think folk get afraid when you, you start speaking to them and they just kind of stand there. Whereas, like, I think some mascots are like Santa's when you go to, they've got a script, you know, they try and stick to the script. Whereas uh, you me, I'll just, how's your day? I'll take it for there. It's not as if I've got a set routine. I was like, it just, just sort of naturally comes, like you say, just because every, every game will be different as well. Every day will be different. So, um, I mean, I had to laugh at the um, or oh, the Halloween uh, 5K. Um, yeah. I wasn't there, but I seen the pictures and the videos, and there was a video yeah. uh, of a guy from the, was it the Bear from the Cross House Hospital. Yeah, yeah, the big bear. Yeah, that was superb. I was. Uh, I think I think uh, he, he let you win, didn't he? <laughs> it's what it was actually. It was one of my mates. She he he turned up in short notice, and also oh, in the Elliot. I mean. The people doing the 5K were fantastic. I think they'd have set time. They were maybe hoping, like, Ken, you can maybe take 45 minutes to an hour. Some of the families and the kids and just the people there, were, they were smashing the 5K. You know, so Ellis, like, Jake could do a wee race. Just to obviously kind of space it out. And I was like, yeah. And I didn't realise, obviously, how hard it must be to be a football player because, like, the closest I'll ever get has been the mascot. But just the wee sprints, and honestly, I was I was knackered. I'd have been happy if somebody came and subbed me off. <laughs> but uh, it was, I can always say I've gave I've given my best sprints at Rugby Park. That's the. Uh, no, it was, it was good. It was good. To, it was good to see um, you know that going on though. Uh, again, it just shows you know the, the brilliance of it. Um, you know, and it, it's it's great. But no, I mean, um, kids kids are the future, and, and they Definitely. are very important. And you know, like I say. Um, you've got one big fan here anyway with my daughter um, as well. So, so yeah, certainly anything to do with Kilmarnock like, and I'm talking about it, your your name will be mentioned at some point. Like, and it's, <laughs> it's amazing how like quickly attached that the kids get to things as well. Yeah, yes, definitely. I think again, like kids don't understand. You know, like they don't see the whole promotion, like getting the motor, uh, clubs running at a loss, clubs running at a profit. Kids don't really get any kid. You know what it is, it's like, they're not really interested, but it's just, you, well, there's a giant squirrel at the game. That's it. You know, the interest is there. They make, they could, Ronaldo could walk past and kids were in the, like, yeah. five-year-olds were in the care, you know, though the kids obviously, like, they'd be like, starstruck, whereas younger kids, you know, it's just this. But if you put a giant squirrel... It's just a football event to them, they're just sort of, you know, um, no, I know what you mean. I mean, uh, so, so, what, so what, I mean, listening to you and obviously seeing what you're doing that it sounds like quite a hectic schedule and not enough time in <laughs> the day um for ricky to chill out uh but you know how, how does ricky chill out away from captain conquer and away from football you know what, what do you so i don't think captain conquer ever switches off like obviously the wife and the three kids they keep me like quite grounded because i'll get like some ideas like even with the santa like this, this lay thing start off just a stupid throwaway comment to the wife and then yeah. i was like kill man this doesn't have a santa slay anymore and if they are I became obsessed with trying to make sure it happened and obviously it did happen. So it's like, can I, I don't know how, like, I play a lot of Call of Duty there which I probably shouldn't have done. I should probably like, be reading, you know, something like an kind of adult hobby, but at 32, I still like to play my PlayStation. So that's kind of. Uh, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I like playing football manager and I'm 35, so it's like, you know, we, we magic, all have... magic. I think family time is probably the most kind of 
the most important stuff. I think that's right. like, I always make sure that because you could you could get lost easily and try to like do too much in like your time. So the wife always make sure that I can I cut time back and I always make sure there's time for the wife and kids because right. I think that's kind of I, I, that's my safety. Right? That's if I've had a bad day or if I've had my I feel as if I've let myself through, but you know the always get them at home. That's like my best support. Like even with the wife, she'll see like she can see it. For the, she might be sitting in the crowd. So she'll be like, oh, Ricky, you never quite got to this corner. Okay, maybe somebody was got it. So next time I'm like, right, I need to make sure I get, you know, right. so it's like, I'm still learning. I mean, this is only my first season active. So I was I mean, I'm still, you know, there's still a lot of things I'm allowed to do. And I can't do because of COVID, you know, like, I can't get too close to some players. I can't, you know, like, right. I can't walk on the park near training. There's still, still is some certain rules. And all of a sudden I want to see everybody get into trouble. So I make sure that I just kind of, I do what I can do. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. You, you know, you're complying with the rules as frustrating as you are, but um, you know, people will understand that, and and you know, that's just part of what we live in at the moment, and it's unfortunate. But the more important thing is that everything you do is great because it sort of touches on what what we sort of support, what our support on here is about, you know, mental health and online abuse, yeah. and um, it's actually quite sort of links in with what I was saying to my wife the other day about how you know it's weird to think that. Social media is great for stuff like what I'm doing here and sharing. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's pros and cons, but then there's, there's the bullying aspect of it as well. And yeah. it's like, you know, what did, you know, the, at, at, least, at least when you did get bullied at school, it stayed at school and you yeah. could come home and you had that sort of that safe place. Whereas now, home cannot be a safe place for the bullying aspect online as well. And it's quite frightening. So it's always important um, to have that. And I feel like someone like yourself and obviously there's other people at other clubs will have people like that that, that kids can go to and sort of forget about it. And you must bring a lot of um, joy um, to kids in that aspect for, for, for the mental well-being because you think about it. Yeah. Even just for people like myself, it's great seeing people like you just doing a, you know, what... what yeah, I, I got to, I, like, you can't have this kind of like bravado. You have to be able to put yourself out there. Like I've not been quite foolish, and just I've always I've always expected both sides. I've also I know the folks quite happy. But there might be somebody that's just not happy. You know, you do get folks that's maybe even scared the mascots. So uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of people that get something to say. Like if you're walking past, like yesterday I was walking past the end, and you hear you do hear the chance. But I'm the kind of guy where like rather than just pretend I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let them have it. I mean, if they've paid their money to quit Robbie Park and shout at me, they've paid their money. You know, they've they've followed their team. Uh, Whereas if you're sitting on Twitter and you're doing it for your house and you don't really go see your club, you're just kind of, like, I don't know, you're just having a, a wee shot at the wind. Whereas I if mean, anybody's doing it best, if I, if I personally upset somebody, I'd expect to get, you know, the full, uh, the full dry treatment. Whereas, like, yeah. I just you need to be very, very careful how you word certain things and how you are with people, you know, like, even like, like if I'm getting something to cuddle, I always make sure that the parents are, you know, there's something there and, like having, like it was quite a lot of courses. I just thought you were a mascot and that was it. You have to do quite a lot of like there's background reports, there's PVGs, um, there's well-being right, courses. Well. Yeah. So it's good, it's good to see that as well. Like you kind of just turn that in a suit. It's good to see that the club has made sure like obviously like you are. It makes you feel safe as well because not yeah. a, because that's the thing. You could all well and well all well and good go and do that. Um, but like you say, uh, the club have got your back in, which means that you yep. fully feel that you can fully fulfil your role knowing that the yep. club have got your back and that they've supported you with the training. So it's great to see that because I'm sure there's stories that 
you know, that don't get leaked. But I'm sure there's people that do skip that because it's all to do with probably cost of money and they don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, come on, let me make sure there's been no corners cut. I have to, like, I know a lot of folks say, oh, you have to stick up somewhere. Like, I, I don't, I would tell the truth, but no, I've made sure everyone's 100% above board, legit. All, all the correct paperwork, like, I'll send the emails, I think it was to Custom and Road, just to make sure we had it. it was, she might be getting frustrated because it was like she was explaining it to me. But you know how like, face-to-face we could just speak, whereas emails, you're trying yeah. to read in your practice, so eventually we got it and we got it all right. You know, so it was good that they made sure that I wasn't in the corners and everyone was all, yeah, everyone was their standards, which is, I think you need that, again, even with Ray Montgomery, you know, he's so active and he keeps commanding with such a high regard, you know, so when you see that, yeah, so that's, that's, that's the level we should be at, that's the level, even when you speak to people, there's never a point where Ray's, he's never like, you know, well, I need to go. He's always got time for it. He's always, you know, he's always got. How are you doing? He's always got that. So you think that's so all? That's that's the bar set. You know, you can never yeah. go below that. Because I think people would like, you know, you're people go to football. They might be working Monday to Friday and having a bad day, and then Saturdays they can vent it. They can maybe a referee will get it, a linesman will get it, maybe a player will get it. Maybe a local mascot will get it. You know, but as long as as long as everybody's go go right after chest and then. The next week, hopefully, it can I just it gets better and better for them. No, it's definitely so. good. It's definitely good that that like Rugby Park and having yourself there is that safe place for kids that are having a bad week. So, you know, in terms of support and mental health, it's it's fantastic um, to have that. And it's great to hear the insight as well of, of what you do. And it's not just a case of it's you know yourself in a in a squirrel outfit. You know, it's <laughs> it's good to hear. It's good. It's good to sort of. It's good to strip down um, the personality and, and obviously talk to you about that. And I'm sure there's yeah. many other things you do outside the community as well. I've heard one or two bits about you trying to support neighbourhoods um, due to one or two things that have been going on, which is fantastic as well. It's shocking that it's happening. Um, yeah. And if anyone is listening to this and knows of uh, kids and vandalism and terrorising the neighbourhoods, please, 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 um, you know, try and put a stop to it. Um, because and that's, that, that's the same as well, but you know, obviously, kids and gangs now. But when I grew up, everybody was playing football, even if it was knockout, it was kumbi. <laughs> you don't really, I mean, obviously, trainers nowadays are like 200 pounds, you know, so it's different. But I don't, I, honestly, I don't know the last time I seen folk playing football outside of school. You know, school's got the good facilities now, yeah. But they used to be the public can come on, that used to be so busy. Uh, but I think, apart from like, I think wanting a new fan after school, I think they do training. With certain yeah. teams, but you don't really see anybody playing football anymore. No, and it's like you say, going back to that, and it's because, and it's no end of the day, these kids are maybe terrorising one or two of the neighbourhoods. Um, is because they've they've got boredom. I'm not oh, saying yeah. I'm not saying they're I, right. No, I wouldn't, wouldn't say anybody's a bad kid, but honestly, yeah. look, where I'm at, any bit of grass around where I live at Rugby Park area is there's going to be issues, but on them shortly, you know, it sounds horrible to say, Aye. but there's no. very grass areas to play football anymore. And and I think I think that's what um, maybe you know the local council need to do really because I mean it's all well and good saying oh, yeah, the kids are to blame this that and the other but it, there needs to be like you say the town's dying a death at times in in the I mean I'll, my my wife said to me that Kilmarnock used to be a thriving place to go shopping there used to be like Kilmarnock was the place to go shopping if you were in yeah. like say Irvine or you know one of the local towns everyone would go to Kilmarnock it was busy and they had the main shops whereas now you, you're looking at it and it's all it's all like basically travel agencies, you know, second-hand yeah. jewelry. It's, it's based cash converters. 
think a lot of the buildings in Kilmarnock that maybe been bought over the years. I don't think like the owners are even from Kilmarnock. You know, maybe if if you bought a property in Kilmarnock, you're from there, you want to do your best with it. Whereas it's probably maybe some of the years ago, it's seen maybe there's a wee bit of profit to be made in a certain building. In the town, it's maybe cheaper. So like, imagine like London, maybe a lot dearer than any place that is in Kilmarnock. You know, so some of these people might go buy a bit in Kilmarnock or hold on to it and see when it's worth in a few years. But I, I would rather see like some successful in the town, somebody get good jobs, a good atmosphere. Aye, you know, just, just, make, just make the town stand out. See, see if you want... Um... A haircut and a coffee, you sorted, you know. <laughs> oh, right. but, but other if, you, than that, if you like desserts, there's plenty of dessert shops. So, yeah, no, definitely. If you want a, if you want a bit of food, a bit of coffee, and a, and a haircut, come on, it's a place to be. But joking aside, you know, there is some good businesses that have, you know, opened yeah. up. Obviously, the espresso cart, talking of coffee, and that, obviously, just outside the town is always a great one to go to. But, you know, in the mm-hmm. town itself, in the city, in the, in the town centre itself, it's just. You do go in sometimes and there's lots of people walking about, but it's just, I mean, I just don't understand why the council make you pay as well. Yeah, what are things also, so when you moved up here, you know, what you'd have seen uh, down your, your area, actually, you'd have seen like, amazing things, you know, you'd have seen, oh, why does Quant have it? Whereas somebody actually commented, you know how the new grass area where Mother Kid used to be? Hi. Well, see, honestly, it's very dark, but she just, I mean, they're going to have Christmas markets, but she had a market there a market up at the the foregate as well, but have a tree yeah. there as well, the old tree at the Burns Mall, because it means that people visit both sides of the town, rather than just get a bus up or walk no. up to the very top, they'll actually spend a bit of time, so like, you've got the noodle bar, you've got like, the route for oceans upstairs that's going to be built, you've got a couple of local Chinese, you've got pram centres, you know, you've got a lot of stuff in that area of the town that folk no. naturally just can buy a bus to get up the top, you know, no. just, but I think there's no, a lot of space to think. I was going to say, just it's just needs to, like I said, I think um, it, it would be. Did I, am I right in saying that there used to be a club shop in the in the centre of the town? Oh, yeah. I think it's a tattoo parlour. I think it was just along for bank. Was it round the corner yeah. for the edition? The bank again, again, again. I think the club shop that is opened the the rugby park is phenomenal. It's I think it'd be great if they had like a mini one. Even to pick up like tickets, um, you know, something like that back in the town, something that's to do with a football club as well. Um, because sometimes you've maybe got elderly couple, you know, they kind of go all the way to Rugby Park. It's all right for someone like myself and just get in a car and just go up. But, you know, some people, you know, get a bus to the town and they can just do what they want to do in the town. I feel it's like a good point for them to go to. Um, it'd be good to see us maybe recreate that at some point. I know there's a there's working progress for the museum. The museum is getting done behind the scenes again, so it'd be good to like, get that up and running, you know, because there's, there's so yeah. much artifacts in there, you know, that people won't get to see because, again, it's been two years of lockdown, you know, yeah. so people, like, it's good to have that nostalgia as well, because it's always good to, like, YouTube for me, YouTube, you can go back and watch all the, all the old games, you know, things that, obviously, before my generation would have heard of are certain players, so you can maybe watch so, like, when people talk about like Jaws Best, see how good he really was. You also you need YouTube, so that's hopefully like in years to come. Like, obviously, if you're all done, you're talking to folk about, oh, you see, I go eat Chris Buck. Nine times out of ten, the next generation will be like, oh, oh, who's that? And you're like, oh, mate, let me show you. You know, do you remember, so that, uh, do you remember that Rory McKenzie as well? Oh, fantastic player. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. That's a as well, but not to compare him to all of us here, right? But when you look at some of the goals Rory McKenzie scored, you know, he scored some oh. bells. I was, was going to say, I was I was going to say Mackenzie. There was, I would say, the top three goals, uh, best ones I would would pick, 
would be there was a one against St Johnston where he scored from like 40, 50 yards out and lobbed the keeper. There was the yeah. one last season against Dundee United. And I'm sure he scored like a mazy run against Dundee away as well. So there are, um, honestly, you could make up a 17 minute YouTube video, Rory, and folk would honestly think, wow. And then uh, a lot of folk don't see that. A lot of folk, I mean, obviously, it's only 17 minutes out of 90, but like, he does. I'll, I'll give him that. I'll be his biggest cheerleader. Like, there isn't a, a person in that team. I don't actually feel as I say. I'm, I'm not good at a player that I get to be the mascot. So, you know, but no, no, definitely. And and just before I let you go, there, obviously, it's obviously we we're talking about the the ladies team quite a lot now. Um, you know, you know, because it, it's not just all about the men. It's not about the guys. Yeah. You know, the, the ladies team is part of the club. It's massive, and you know, I've been speaking to like likes of Andy recently, um, Claire as well, who does a volunteering. Yeah. I had Kev, Kevin on uh, the other week, you know, so there's a lot of people that do a lot of work behind the scenes for nothing as well, um, and yeah. they're doing a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, now, what I was going to say was, uh, do, you, do you go to the games, or is that something, like, is that your day of rest? Because obviously you're working. Sunday normally a family day, but a day, I, I really should make a point to go to the women's team. Again, I talk to them on social media stuff, and you, you make sure I always get the highlights updates. But to see, like, to see, obviously, how well it is now to see folk go to the ladies' games, like, you always feel as if you want the best for them, but you want a big crowd. And, but right. the last year's, honestly, the last year's been 110 percent I know folk just say that is a an excuse, but to give up their time, and then to give up, they've also got busy professional lives, they all work, they're also yeah. quite active. But then to give up the time to train, and then to play week in, week out, absolutely phenomenal. And I, I would love to see them get the praise that they truly deserve. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, they they put in you know the, all the hard work, like you say, um, and and people don't realise, let's say, that they've got other jobs and it's just like a hobby to them in a way. But they, they take it seriously, you know. They take it as if they are getting paid like a normal professional would, you know, as well. So it's it, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's not it's not as if also like, you watch like kind of like Champions League. Some of the football players are on like stupid amount of money. And these people they're doing the same job, they're putting the same amount of hours, you know, they're just but they're not getting the same kind of the same rewards. I'm and not saying they they do absolutely for them, no stuff. Like, it's it's even it's even good to get the recognition, you know, having the media yeah. covered covering on it. I know Kevin McGregor wrote something into the standard recently about, you know, even just putting their result up, you know, that something like that, just yep. to acknowledge it. Um there's little things like that that will sort of change the perception and make people want to go and I, um Shrewsbury did a very good thing uh, last week where the international break was on and their game was postponed. So what they'd done was they properly promoted the ladies' home game. Right. I mean, properly promoted it. And they got a good crowd of about 600. Now, 600 doesn't sound a lot, but when you think about how many would normally go to a game, you're talking maybe a handful of people, maybe 50 people. So, you know, to be fair to Kilmarnock, they get a good lot of people going, but Again, it's something that maybe that could be promoted more. So, but I was wondering anyway, P. Like the girls and boys get separated. You know, like if the boys were doing football, with the last they think the girls got like hockey and stuff. Whereas now it's it's good to see a lot more girls want to play football. You know, like, I think like not it's kind of silly, but I think years ago guys felt as if you had to protect women. You know, like slight tackles and stuff. Whereas now, like uh, some of the women football players are absolutely they're phenomenal. Like there's Elsie Cook who I speak to quite a lot. Again, absolutely phenomenal football player, so she was, you know, and it's good to see like people see videos of her and they think, Oh, I would like to do that. Let's do like your daughter say, Dad, can I play football? Well, of course you can. You know, you can only hope that one day obviously she progresses and wants to keep it 
But honestly, it's good. It's good to see so many folk that play football now. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, I fell in the trap of five years ago wanting a boy because I wanted to have that father-son thing and yep. go to the football, go to the first pint at the pub and this, that and the other. And you don't even realise yourself what you're saying. You just, you just yeah. naturally that. I suppose that's what most guys want. But see the minute like she came here, I didn't, I didn't instantly think, oh, yeah, I didn't think that. I wish I had a son. No, definitely. And then, and then you take your daughter to the football, and then it's like it doesn't matter. Like you know, it's it's for everyone. It's the same as well. Like you've got uh, for the Kamalik community, you've got Darren and Grant Moore, and they do it's like walking football. So even oh, if like, yeah. it's good football, you know, it's still great. Like, there's still something for everybody. You know, it's not as if at any point you've missed out. So like, there's people in crutches, there's maybe people with different disabilities. It's good that they can still get out and enjoy the football. Because I think everybody has that, oh, I could have been a fitter player, or I wish I was a fitter player. But to just get that experience, you know, get that wee, like, match half-time snacks, get that wee kickabout. You know, even, like, I think they played there. You know, even if it's just walking football. Right. It's still good to back that friendly rivalry, you know, like, because this is... There are probably times where these guys were obviously as young as what we are, and they were obviously... Maybe now their bodies aren't what they used to be, you know, maybe they're slowing down due to whatever circumstance, but it's good that they've still got that wee bit of kind of, they can still have the football, they can still have the fun that goes with it. You know, oh, it's it's great to see everybody, it's, it's great to see as many people as possible in the tape part. Good. No, good. Well, I'm going to leave you there. It's been a pleasure having you on, Ricky. It's been really Thank good to find the other side of uh, the conquer, uh, the captain or um, the squirrel. Um, so no, it's been, it's been fantastic. Um, hopefully, have you on again during the season. Yeah. And uh, Charlotte will certainly be looking forward to you. And uh, like I said, I'm sure he'll be sliding down the chimney in time for Christmas into, uh, <laughs> under the under the tree. So um, yeah, that's uh, all planned. But no, yeah. magic. Thank you very much, mate. Bye, bye, bye. Well, there's Captain Conker. Fantastic. Uh, um, speaking to him about all things Kilmarnock. All things in the community as well, um, does a very big amount of work as, as you just listened to there. Um, if obviously, if you're listening back later, that's uh, something you can hopefully engage on. Um, if you've got any kids, you don't really go to the football, um, and you're in the community and want to support the local club, take them down. Um, it's not just all about the football. Captain Conquer will make sure your kids are entertained during and during the match and before as well. Uh, if you see him in the town dancing about like he was the other week, um, be sure to take a video and tag him in it. So moving on to Shrewsbury Town against Cheltenham yesterday. Quite a lot to uh, discuss. I'm going to try and keep it as brief as possible. So first of all, let's uh, go through the sort of lineup that they had there. So I actually guessed, guessed 11 out of 11 on the fan hog app, uh, second time this season. So we started with uh, Milosi and Goal. Uh, back three, uh, Pello, Ebanks, Landau, and Nurse. Uh, Benno and Ogbeto as the wing backs. Vela uh, came back in for Sean Morley, who unfortunately um, is a big, big miss now. I believe it's now 16 weeks, 12 to 16 weeks he's out for, which is really going to have an effect on our season, which we'll, we'll briefly talk about. Um, so he came in and then Davis and Leahy in the middle and then Bowman and Udo up front. Now, I put Valor in for, for Wally, not because of his injury, um, but more to do with, I just feel Wally is uh, 
better as an impact player at times. I think Vela gives us that bit more steel in the middle, box-to-box player, probably our best midfielder out there. don't know if any of you town fans would agree on that. Um, I know one or two I've uh, spoke to in the past have said that he is the, the best at the club. Uh, not hard, considering you've only got Davis and Leahy um, to, to, um, to, you know, to go against. Now, for me, you know, that... that 11 v 11 yesterday, looking at the highlights, you know, we we were the better team. I feel as though that 11 v 11, that, that first 11 is, is our strongest lineup as well. Um, and I, I feel we can give a, a good match for anyone. Uh, Udo and Bowman, I've been saying it for the last few weeks now, are looking really, really sharp up front. Udo took his goal well yesterday. Lee again in the middle. Um, six, uh, no, five goals and three assists now in, in the last seven or eight games. So, again, you know, Leahy contributing yesterday with an assist. Uh, the left hand side looks strong with Leahy or better and Nurse down there. But unfortunately, that does pose a question about the balance of the squad. Now, this time last season, we were talking about how we were had goal one and then a half fit Charlie Daniels. And we were so unbalanced the whole season, especially when Daniels left. This year, you know, um, we're, we're the opposite. I mean, last year we had about five right backs to choose from. Um, it sort of reminds you of the Gary Peters era when he had seven defenders in the lineup once. You know, we, we had, you know, we've always had plenty of options to choose from in the right back area, whereas this season there's a total opposite and you're sort of playing a, a Bennett, who's naturally a, a winger. Daniels, who is naturally a winger, um, you know, that only leaves you with, um, you know, one dependable, you know, player at the back. Well, saying that, we haven't even really got a natural right back as such. Um, I would say Pennington is probably the best player to play at right back. Um, played there a couple of times last season. But yeah, we really are struggling to, to get a right back. And it sort of does pose the question, as to who we play there on Sunday now, because Daniels is out injured. Um, Bennett in, is going to be suspended for three games now. Do you bring in Wilson? Uh, I sort of did ask this question earlier on. Do you throw him into the uh, to the you know, the action? Could go either way. He could have a fantastic um, you know game against Sunderland, and he could really thrive on it and, and can really shine. Um, or it could, it could be an absolute disaster. Either way, Cottrell's got to make a massive decision um, because, you know, obviously it's Tuesday in the game. Uh, for me, I think he's going to play it safe. I think he's going to come in, bring Pennington at right back, play a 4 4 2, play Nurse at left back, and bring Pierre back in uh, alongside Ebanks Landell, which will put Davis and Vela in the middle uh, with Leahy. Well, Vela might even play right. Uh, out, out wide right um, and then just switch everyone aside so all better left Davis Feller in the middle sorry Davis and Leahy in the middle Feller out wide and then Bowman Udo or he may drop one of Davis and Leahy and he may play blocks and out wide right as we know he has played there before we may play even a 4-3-3 so it'd be interesting maybe all better will go out um, which I hope he doesn't uh, but it wouldn't surprise me um, considering he didn't start the uh, beginning of the season and he may play blocks and Bowman and Udo up top so you know at the minute it does look very light 
he may bring Lesh Beller in. Very much doubt it. Him and Cosgrove, I've already said, need to go. Um, so I feel as though if one one player is going to come in, it'll be one of Pierre Bloxham or Dark Horse and Wilson. We'll see what happens there. But the balance of the squad is a concern. In January, I think we desperately need to be looking at signing a right-back and a number 10. There are major signings. We don't need someone up front, I don't think. I think it's the balance of the squad and the creativity in the squad that are the two major things missing. If we fix those two, um, we should be okay. Um, but we certainly do need to bring one or two right-backs in. Uh, to, to have that balance. It may be give them Ben Bennett the, the the opportunity to move further forward with the injury to Worley. Um, we probably are going to need to sign another winger anyway uh, because of that injury. So there's three key players there that we, we need to be looking at um, going into January. Do we trust Cottrell to stick to it? Um, I've said been umming and ahhing in week in, week out, but I believe Cottrell still is the man. I think it wasn't his fault yesterday, um, in my opinion. You've got a seasoned professional in Bennington, in, in, in Bennett, sorry, Elliot Bennett. You know, Benno should know better, whether it's deliberate or not. I don't know. I think it was deliberate. You know, that you kind of you kinda not say it did it did change the game. We we're on top, we we're one nil up. We, we looked like we could have won that game potentially um, certainly didn't look like losing it um, and that's sending off sort of change the game penalty double blow not only did we give um, the penalty away and they scored we got the man sent off they've got a man advantage for the rest of the game after only 25 minutes it's an uphill task they battled well uh, but ultimately it wasn't enough and um, they, they took their chance in the second half and scored the winner so it is a really tough uh, season ahead. We are in a, a bit of a battle now with uh, six teams by the looks of it. I still feel we've got enough to go out of it. I just feel January is definitely going to be key for us. Um, you know, let us know your thoughts. Comment on them below. Let us know. See what you think. Do you feel, you know, we need a couple of right-backs? Do you feel we need another striker? You know, Obviously, we need right-backs, but do you feel we need another striker or is a number 10 the more, most important one? So, um, if you're listening back on this or, or you're watching now, just give us a comment and let us know. I'd like to know your thoughts. And, um, yeah, please let us know. There's a shame for Wally, 16 weeks out, 249 appearances. That's sort of cursing the, the media, the report. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> certainly a curse on them. Um, but, more importantly, we are going to miss his goals and his uh, his sort of um, impact from the bench. I feel, you know, I mean, last season he was our top goal scorer. The year we got in the playoffs, he got eight goals as well. We got to the playoff final, so you know he's a massive, massive player for us. And doesn't always get it right when he's on the pitch, but he's a he's a worker, and you know he does pop up with important goals as well. Um, and he can certainly shoot as well. He's got an eye for goal, so it is going to be a big mess. Um, just looking at the squad, talking about the lack of depth of it, you've got Wally, who's injured, Cosgrove, who's useless, Lesh Baller, who's... 
I wouldn't say he's useless, but I would say he's um, lost. And then you've got Pierre Burgoyne. After that, you've just got youngsters. So the squad is very, very light at the minute. Um, Sunderland's going to be a tough game. But you never know. Sunderland, we're on a bad run, but they've beaten Ipswich. So their tails will be up again. So we just need to... Um, you know, at least try and take a point from the Sunderland game. I feel a point would be a good result. And then we need to try and go into the Charlton game um, and get a win there. But again, Charlton are on the up as well. So we have got a really, really sort of tough next three fixtures away. Uh, we've got away at Wigan as well. Um, but, you know, we, we've proven that we can go to teams when unexpected, like this time last year when Cottrell came in. So you just never know. You know, Shrewsbury do the unexpected and they, they do it the hard way. So let's hope that um, we get some positive results. Now, for me, out of those next three games, if anyone said nine points, you'd be laughing. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. But realistically, I think, you know, if you take four points out of those nine, is it good enough um, at this stage of the season? Yeah, you know, you'd accept four points to be fair. Um, because then after that you've got some important games against the likes of Fleetwood, Cheltenham at home again. Um you know, so there are some games that you know, winnable games after that. And they're the games we need to really be winning. Talking to Cheltenham and that, um there's been some good visits in the past. Obviously we got promoted there in two thousand and fifteen. Um I've been there about five times, a bit of a localist game. Um, so it's good to see a good crowd there, uh, considering our form. No away wins, two points on the road. 603 fans made it. Not only our form would have maybe put a few people off, but the price of £26 a ticket. £26 a ticket. Absolutely shocking. Robbery. Daylight robbery. £10 for a kid as well. It's not on absolutely bonkers eyes. Um, now, you know, if you paid it and you went, Fair enough. You know, you get you want to get going on your team, and to be fair, if I had the opportunity to go, I'd have paid it as well. But it's not the point. Twenty six quid for a ticket. Let's let's not forget Cheltenham were a League Two team last season. They're predominantly for the last twenty odd years, twenty five years, have been a non League League Two team, um, apart from maybe the odd season here and there in League One. But for ninety percent of their time, they've been League Two or below. Absolutely crazy to be charging £26, especially when you can get championship and premiership football for a lot cheaper than that. I mean, 20 quid should be the maximum, but at EFL level, like, uh, you know, no disrespect to Cheltenham, but Cheltenham Shrewsbury um, in the past has been a League Two game, a League Two game as well, many a time. So, yeah, 26 quid's uh, absolutely ridiculous. And, there needs to be a sort of rule set in place um, for clubs charging that as well. Um, I believe it was two quid cheaper if you did it beforehand, but even £24, yeah, it's, it's too expensive in my opinion, uh, especially with you know the finances and that. It's not no wonder when you look at Cheltenham's home crowd, they don't get as many as they do if they're charging that. Amount. See, if they charge 20 quid a ticket, they'd probably find they'll get a few extra people coming into their gates, but yeah, certainly a, a bonkers uh, price there. But for, uh, just going back on the game, really, Bennington, uh, Bennington, I keep saying, <sighs> mixing my players up to actually Benno, um, 
you know, what's your thoughts? Do you blame them um, for, for the for the game? You know, so I've seen some people saying they don't, but uh, for me, I, I still do. You know, what's your thoughts? Let me know as well. But other than that, not really much to talk about. The only one thing I want to mention is a shout out, um, a tweet there. It's actually uh, retweeted by Shrewsbury uh, fan Sam Morris. Um, 800th time that we've lost on the road in league football. That's crazy. 800th time. Not a record you want to be associated with, but um, we are. Um, 800 defeats on the road. Anyone that knows how many we've lost at home, let us know. Um, but yeah, that's a, a crazy amount. I would love to. I would love to know how many we've scored in that time as well. Especially as we have struggled in the last three years to score. Maybe that's someone like the Salad Cast. They love their stats. Maybe they could pull that out of the bag and find out how many we've scored. Maybe in the last twenty years, that'll be something of an interest. Um. Anyway, we we move on. So, like I say, what's another game on Tuesday? Home to Sunderland. Hopefully, uh, we're looking at a, a win. But the only thing I would say positively going into that game is we've won the last two games at home against them. Um, so there's something to be um, positive about. Um, so fingers crossed we do. Um, but going away from the football. Um, that's really it now. Uh, thank you there to Captain Conker, uh, Kilmarnock mascot, coming on tonight. Also, thank you to the people that can see. There's Lenny the Lion making a guest appearance as well. If you have uh, watching back on this and you want to listen to it and you don't want to see my ugly mug, that's fine. You can listen to it on Spotify, SoundCloud, um, or you can just basically not look at it. Uh, and listen to it on Twitter and YouTube as well. Uh, you can also get it on all available other uh, formats as well. Just remember the one thing, keep positive, keep happy, and uh, it's Monday tomorrow, so it's a new week. So if you've had a bad weekend, like many Shrewsbury and Kilmarnock fans have, there's always another game, it's always a new week, and more importantly, Christmas is around the corner. Keep safe, guys. Keep smiling. Look after yourself. See you soon.